President Trump joins me to discuss his brand new defamation suit against CNN. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, President Trump will also explain his disgust with Attorney General Bill Barr and assess the deliberate failure of Joe Biden at the border and on energy policy. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. That's up 5,000 for, oh my gosh. Boy, not only was I wrong, down nine-tenths of 1% on first look at second quarter GDP. Down nine-tenths of 1%. Okay, I know there's an organization that decides whether we're in a recession or not, but investors, they're not going to wait. Two back-to-back negative quarters, it's not good. Call it whatever you want. Well, we knew it was a recession. I've been spending most of my morning reading about how the last 10 times we had two consecutive periods of negative growth that it was classified as a recession because it is a recession but for some reason that we all know this administration doesn't want to address that because they would rather and and also if they don't want to address it that means they have no idea how to deal with it and we know that they don't have an idea of how to deal with it because they've just they're also looking to pass a bill which we're going to dive into and i'm going to explain that's going to make all of this exponentially worse. Welcome to the program. Dana Lash here with you this Thursday. And it's this crazy economic week, as we've said, that it was going to be. Because we've got the second quarter GDP numbers out. And so now we officially have, I mean, it's official, two periods, two periods now of no growth and so yeah negative growth no growth negative growth and so as a result of this it is a recession we knew that we knew that going into it this is a recession and whether it is Corinne Jean-Pierre who's refusing to identify it as such or whoever it doesn't matter what they say what matters is this is this is the facts these are the facts of the matter. What audio is that? Because I don't have that audio. I don't, I, I Cut can't. Cut five? Yes. Let's hear it. Where we are today. If things are going so great, though, then why is it the White House officials are trying to redefine recession? No, we're not redefining recession. If we all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's something else. How is that not redefining recession? Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition. Brian Deese 
said in 2008, of course, economists have a technical definition, which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can tell and you this. And yesterday said mm -hmm. two, consec two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of a recession. It is what not. Changed? It is not. Why did he say that? It, it is was, not. I can I can speak to I can speak to you to what he said yesterday in front of all of you, which is the last thing that you just repeated. There are many factors. There are many factors, economic factors and indicators to consider, uh, and. I will say that uh, the textbook definition of recession is not, is not two negative quarters of GDP. It is though. I mean, she, if they, I mean, if they're going to go back and just rewrite everything, then, you know, then whatever. Uh, that's just, it is. That's just, that's, that's how it's, that's how it's defined. It is absolutely defined that way. And so this whole situation with, just the reality of it. I mean, I, I was looking at, and I'm going to get into the Joe Manchin thing, which I don't know why Republicans are honestly so shocked by all of this. They really shouldn't be. The Joe, the Joe Manchin aspect. They're there. It's a recession, and they're going to make it worse. I mean, it's it, you know, point nine percent, second straight drop, and now they want to oppose or they want to propose raising taxes as a result. Like this is the day they knew this. They were preparing this the day before these numbers dropped. Now they want to they want to raise taxes and it's their Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. This nearly, you know, the, the it's nearly a trillion dollar bill, uh, bill. Let's be honest about it. And they call it the Inflation Reduction Act, but it's it's a tax increase. They are going to propose and this comes after. One day after that semiconductor bill that we were telling you about, this is the uh, that was the bill that it was all you know crony capitalism, et cetera, et cetera. The bill that they're proposing that they say is going to assist with the inflation, with the with the non recession, it's a fifteen percent corporate minimum tax. They're expanding IRS enforcement. They're ending a business tax. It's that pass-through tax. They're ending that. You're seeing nearly a trillion-dollar tax increase. I mean, that's you know, let's just be let's just be very very realistic with the math here. And of course, they have their entitlement climate spending included in it. They actually think that they think that that's a good idea to do during a time of recession. I want to go. We have flashback audio here. Audio Sunbite 6, listen to this. Remember this? You don't raise taxes in a recession. The last thing you want to do is to raise taxes in the middle of uh, a recession. Mm. The last thing you do. The last thing you do. That was Obama back uh, when he was president of the United States. That was Obama back when. You don't raise taxes in a recession. Well, we're in a recession. I think that they're, they're arguing that we're not in a recession so that they can argue about raising. Oh, it's okay to raise taxes in this. It's okay. So this, oh, it also includes their inflation bill. They want to raid Medicare prescription drug program. It's welfare subsidies. It's all kinds of stuff. And we have federal revenue already surging. The, I, I told you this a while ago. The Treasury has reaped a windfall even without the tax increases 
Now they want to they want to do more. It's going to further. What happens when you start raising business taxes? What happens? Uh, it's businesses are going to pass that cost on to the customer. The only people who don't know this are the morons who have never, ever, actually ever done anything out in the private sector. These are people who've never done anything in the private sector ever. These are the only people who think this. So this Inflation Reduction Act is is anything but anything but. And Joe Manchin, of course, is going to be going on with this. He's, uh, I mean, you knew he was going to flip at some point. You knew, and Republicans are so stupidly shocked by this for some reason. He's a Democrat. Of course, Joe, Joe Manchin was going to go along with, the, what, with, with what Democrats do. Of course he was. He's a damn Democrat. Are you people shocked? The fact that there, there are actual Republicans who thought that this wasn't going to happen. Just it's it's asinine. Now the president is supposed to be speaking at some point today. I, I I'm going to have to give him some of my airtime, so he's going to be speaking today uh, here in ju- actually just a little bit, and we'll take that because he's going to be discussing. I'm sure how we're not in a recession and how his bill is going to solve everything and how they have to they're going to have to pass it. You know that's going to be coming. So we're going to break all of that down when after after he speaks. But this is modern monetary theory in action and that's the idea that bis- that com- that that countries simply because they are in charge of printing out their they you know they're in charge of printing their currency it's that they it doesn't matter how much they spend they can just spend whatever it doesn't matter that's essentially what china's trying to talk the philippines into by the way so this is the modern monetary theory of the biden administration in action and they're completely entirely ignoring we have we have uh, a plan to follow as to how to get out of a recession. We saw it with Paul Volcker and Reagan during the Reagan administration. He cut taxes, massive tax cuts, massive spending cuts, massive cuts in regulation. And Paul Volcker, who was or Volcker, who was the chairman of the Fed at the time, tight, that gave him some cover to tighten monetary policy while Reagan was cutting everything else. And as a result, we ended up getting in a very good position economically. Biden's doing the opposite of this. He's throwing more gas onto this fire. And the press has gone all in in defending it. Of course, they have. Whether it's the Associated Press, oh, it shrank. We may be approaching a recession. We may be. No, we are in one. The odds of raising a recession. The odds of we're in one right now. That's just I mean, it's 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 amazing spin, amazing Pravda. So we're going to go over all of this in depth and how it's going to affect everything, because, you know, this is the and and it looks like they may have. I mean, they the semiconductor welfare bill passed and there were a number of Republicans who had I told you that were going to agree to that under the guise of national security. I laid out my issues with that. So we're going to discuss. We also have uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz coming up. We'll ask him about that later on as well. Also, a couple of other things. The House looking at some of the election stuff, because I this is going to be fascinating to see just how much more this this changes uh, the setup as we hurdle towards midterm elections. The House rating has changed now, according to the Sabato Crystal Sabato Crystal Ball over at uh, UVA. More movement now towards Republicans, all but one of some of these some of these seats are now all but one of them are in favor of GOP. It's getting even worse for Democrats. It's going to get even worse for them if they go ahead with these plans, if they go ahead with this non-inflation or this 
this add to the add to the tax bill bill that they have. So keep an eye on that. Also, additionally, one more thing as we roll into our headlines and then further break down all of this. The Biden administration has offered a deal to Russia for the release of Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. I don't give a rat's backside about Brittany Griner. You know, maybe she should have thought of uh, how great it was in the United States before bashing the the everything that, that it stood taking any on the anthem. I'm so tired of talking about this. I'm so tired of talking about it. I don't care. You know, if you you wanted you wanted to know what it was like to live under communism and you you hated everything that the United States stood for. So enjoy the fruits of your labor. You got your wish. Paul Whelan, meanwhile, I mean, I don't think he should be detained over there. But Biden Biden has proposed uh, a deal for an arms dealing terrorist thug in exchange for Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. And he's apparently Anthony Blinken is ex- expected to speak with the Russian foreign minister about this. So this is going to really incentivize uh, the de- uh, the detainment, I think, of Americans further for Russia. I like knowing exactly where my tasty, delicious meat comes from. And with Moink, that place is small family farms all across America. From farm direct to your dining table, Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish. Moink is dedicated to helping save rural America. Join the Moink movement today. The Moink difference is one that you can taste and feel good knowing that you're helping family farms stay financially independent. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Keep America farming by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Dana right now and get free filet mignon for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Dana. That's moinkbox.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, um, let's see here. Tony Dow is dead again. Told you this yesterday. 77 years old. This time he's really dead. There you go. There's a headline. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah, he's. you're pretty sure. I mean, you know, I mean, can you get it wrong twice? Is it possible? I mean, I'm sure it is. 43% of parents with young kids say their children will definitely not get the coronavirus vaccine. And 1,000% of Dana Lash is so damn tired of talking about this. Uh, next headline. Comic-Con gets mocked for slapping a woke term on a panel because now I guess they want to torch one of the last places that didn't focus on wokery. They, San Diego Comic-Con, they had heat. They took some heat because they put, uh, it was Filipino voices in pop culture and they called it Filipinix. Because we just like making up words for no good reason, Lewis Carroll style, just to virtue signal how stupid we are as a human species and how much we don't deserve to live after the sweet meteor of death comes and flatten us all into a bloody meat pancake. Yep. European gas prices are accelerating, duh, as Russia cuts the flow. I think that we should, at this point, this is my mood on it. I don't want to give one damn drop of gas to any of these people who thought it was going to be better for them to take any more of gas or energy from Russia. Go ahead and enjoy the shackles of communism that lay so lightly upon your wrists. This is what you chose. We're going to go and do us. Uh, The most New Jersey story of the day. New Jersey family sues a funeral home for $50 million because they buried the wrong body. Is it $50 million worth of pain, though? Is it? I mean, I get that it was probably a big morbid shock. It said apparently this family said that they they were just so upset 
after this funeral home buried the wrong person. So now they want $50 million for their anguish. I'm sorry, but I don't believe anybody's anguish is worth $50 million. I mean, maybe a little bit, but really? I mean, $50 million? $50 million of anguish? Get the hell over yourselves. There are other people who've lost loved ones in more horrific ways, and they didn't get $50 million. You had a dead body put in one wrong grave. Oh, my gosh. This is this, like, litigious entitlement society in the United States. My gosh. And uh, climate activists are plotting to make... I love this this Green Wire uh, headline. Climate activists are plotting to make liberal politicians squirm. Basically, it's a bunch of flabby, unemployed white progressives who decide that because they couldn't cut it in theater, they decide to take their theatrics on the road. And so they're going to actually apparently target the congressional baseball game. They want to shut down the congressional baseball game. And they have no... I I mean, that's pretty much it. They had some people... that I think the House sent some of their activists into the Senate's office. Uh, They they were shutting down Chuck Schumer's office like earlier this week, which didn't didn't make any sense to me because he's not one of the people that's like taking issue with this. They also glued their hands to Sandro Botticelli's famous painting Primavera in Florence because, you know, nothing says entitlement like gluing your, you know, stupid, nasty climate change hands onto a famous, famous Renaissance painting in Florence. That's, you know, seriously way more valuable. Golly. And you know what I've noticed? They travel a lot. These people, these climate change act, these climate uh, whatever activists, isn't it so funny that they they really they travel a lot. They get on planes and they, you know, I just I think that they need to take canoes, just take canoes across the ocean if you want to go travel. Right, that's the greener thing to do. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store. Breaking down the recession. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp explains why firing Nancy Pelosi and winning the midterms needs to be our white-hot focus, or 2024 might not even matter. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, Matt and I also discuss how a small number of leftists are ruining our corporations and institutions and why conservative ideas are better because they work and they make us happy. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So I, I wouldn't say it was. I think we ex, we didn't expect a good reading, but this one uh, this one was was even worse than expected. I would say. Um, I don't I don't talk about my own personal estimate of of, uh, of what the terminal rate would be. Um, I do. I will write down that in uh, 
it, it's going to evolve. It's obviously it, it has evolved over the course. I think for for all participants, it's, it has evolved over the course of the year as we learn how persistent inflation is going to be. And by the time of the September meeting, we will have seen two more CPI readings and two more labor market readings, and significant amount of of our readings about economic activity and and perhaps I love geopolitical how he could have just knows, stopped after. Well, we didn't realize it was going to be as bad as it we didn't well, this one was worse than we expected welcome back to the program that's fed chair powell the experts, by the way. yeah these are the experts guys these are the people who know better than you uh this is way i mean we this one's worse than we expected it's just as bad wow 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 so yeah uh it's bad and it's not going to get any better just really isn't not right now not with not with the way things are going with uh the the what they're proposing i mean i just can't get over this bill that's the thing that that really just is is nuts and i was reading this piece and i was looking it up on my stupid bookmarking system uh, i'm gonna start killing a million trees for earth day and just printing everything out just like one read and then throwing it in the trash you know why it's frustrating? It's frustrating because this is our money. It's frustrating because you, you know, you you work really hard. You guys know this to get to a point, and then you're penalized for it because of moronic lawmakers who have no. I just, I'm just amazed at the number of people who feel like they're entitled to some kind of elected seat, and they think that they're owed it. They're going to run for it despite having no private sector experience. I am honestly almost at the point. I know it's not constitutional. But I'm almost at the point where I think that people who have never run a business and who have never worked in the private sector should be barred from running for office. I'm, I'm pretty much right there. It's an embarrassment. Some of the, I mean, all of these people that are making these decisions, these are barnacles that have been in D.C. for longer than I've been alive. Why in the hell are they still there? Why? People like Elizabeth Warren who have never worked in the private sector. You know, even, I can't even believe I'm saying this because I think he's a schmuck. Bernie Sanders didn't even vote for that semiconductor bill. Because you can't even be sure that all of the money that's that's involved in that is actually going towards American companies. It's a disaster, an absolute disaster, all of this. So this um, man, it's a mess. Sorry, guys. We warned everybody. We did. We warned them. I was reading how the interest rate, because it's going to make everything. Obviously, I don't need to tell you this. Your mortgage payments are going to rise. Savings accounts. Uh, you're going to the the job losses. I mean, where else? All every rate on everything. Credit cards, mortgages, any loan is going to increase. The ability for people to repay their debts is going to be severely hampered. And even interest on savings, they'll see a little bit of a small increase, but that's what maybe two percent. But that's not going to offset this. It's not going to offset this at all. It is, it's, it's just shameful. This bill I was reading, so in the, in the, as we were discussing, here we are at the start of a, here we are in a recession and Democrats have, have announced that they want to pass uh, more taxes, which is just what you don't do. So Schumer and Manchin have made a deal on this bill in the Senate and Republicans are, are just shocked that, uh, that, that, mansion did this he's a democrat i mean what they like they they didn't expect him he's a democrat for a reason guys he's still a democrat for a reason this bill 
I don't really, I'm not soothed by the, uh, I, I, I don't know how you describe it. They say it's, it's not as bad as the House bill. But it's still bad. There's no, I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's still bad because of the, the tax increases, etc. The deal that he's apparently made with Schumer, it's on climate, health, and taxes. I told you some of what was in it, including the 15% corporate minimum tax, expanding the IRS enforcement. That was, somebody had asked about that. Remember back with the Build Back Broke bill and all this other stuff, they wanted to expand the IRS. They wanted to add, how many agents were they talking about? Adding 80,000? 80,000 agents. Adding 80,000 agents, uh, uh, giving them more money. Obviously, they have to pay the new 80,000 agents that they want to add. Ending that uh, pass-through. I think it was like 20% the uh, pass-through deduction. Actually, modifying deductions. Uh, and I mean, it's a massive tax increase. Raid the Medicare prescription drug program. There's a lot of there's a lot of subsidies for uh, Democrats, very wealthy donors as well, because they want to also expand Obamacare insurance subsidy. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in here. There's all kinds of stuff that's it's just going to be horrible. Uh, they said that it would invest 300 about 370 billion in climate programs over the next 10 years. If you have to invest that much in climate, that means the market's not doing it, so it means it's not ready for prime time. Why the hell are we doing this? $739 billion in new revenue that it's going to raise through a bunch of, what you, you guessed it, taxes. They think they're going to get $313 billion through that 15% corporate minimum tax, uh, $288 billion from Medicare, uh, $124 billion from strong IRS enforcement of tax law, $14 billion from closing the carried interest loophole for money managers, they said an additional $369 billion energy security the climate change. Uh, $64 billion for the health care subsidies extension under the Affordable Care Act. And $300 billion to reduce the deficit. That's apparently what got Manchin. How's that going to work? <laughs> right? Because you got to spend money to reduce that, right, Kane? To reduce the debt. You spend more. Just spend more money. It doesn't work with credit cards. Well, it works here because magic. Oh, That's the modern monetary policy. That's what it means. You can spend whatever the hell you want because you can print your own currency. Hmm. Now, this is what, this is how they're trying to sell it. They're trying to say, it's only, you know, um, honestly, it's only a fraction of the $1.7 trillion framework that the White House wanted, that they pushed out in October, that Manchin wasn't going to support because they were threatening to to go by or go around and nix the filibuster. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm not going to support the Build Back Broke. I'm not, or Build Back Better is what he called it. But we all know that's not what it is. So he uh, wants apparently like a top priority for Schumer and other Democrats. They wanted to raise the cap on state and local tax deductions. Of course they did for the, for the rich Democrats. And I think that that's, I think that's included in this, uh, this Peace in the Hills a little. Nobody's read this. Nobody's read it. Are you kidding me? Nobody has read it. We're just going to, we got to pass it to find out what's in it, right? Isn't that how it always goes from Pelosi back in 2010? How it always goes. Strong IRS enforcement of tax law. Are you kidding me? Prostitution's a more honest, a more honest profession than the IRS. I watched this uh, movie called Every, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. 
and they have they show the IRS in a really bad light. Like the Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. And she plays an IRS agent, and of course she's pretty much the devil. Which you know, I mean, and I really enjoy that movie for that simple aspect alone. Just for that alone, this is just ridiculous. It should, we shouldn't even have it in the first place. It's theft. So they're hiring more members of their mafia to go and strong arm innocent Americans to steal their money. That's what the IRS is. I have zero respect for this agency. None at all. Because it, it relies on theft and you have to pay 30% of your income to stay out of jail. That's all it is. It's anti-American. Now, in addition to this, <laughs> this is so bad. I've, I mean... I think that there was always this, The po- I, I mean, I think that Manchin was always going to make a deal with Democrats. I just, I'm just looking on, uh, uh, looking at some of the reactions on social media, and it just amazes me that any Republicans were so stupid enough to think that, that, that he was always going to be divided from them on this. They're going to bring him back something, and he was going to. He was going to be fine with it, just like the, uh, you know, the Chips Act, that semiconductor thing. You had 14 senators that voted for this. 64-33, the Senate passed this. This grants and other incentives to the chip manufacturing industry so that they can compete with China in science and technology. And then, and it was just, you know, here and then now it's, it does look like some of what's being said is that, oh, Manchin and Schumer, they, they pulled one over to get around McConnell's demand that they pass chips so they could get chips passed with Republican help so they could get get around the filibuster and then pass Build Back Broke. I mean, they're Democrats. It's what, I mean, Aesop has a fable about this, for crying out loud. You know, I mean, it's not a, not a shock. The Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Just, it's just, it's a money saver for trillion dollars, trillion dollar bills. Whew. So uh, now cinema, apparently she only found out about this yesterday and has not issued a comment to the press. So that's kind of that was an interesting development. Now, in addition to all of this, you have I was telling you a little bit earlier about the master class the media has been giving and spin on this. And the president is expected to speak. What time is he expected to speak today? The Rose Garden redress that he made yesterday was not on his schedule in the morning. And that was, yeah, any minute. And we're unfortunately going to have to take some. Well, I'm just curious to see how he, they, they keep saying they're on the right path. That was something that they said today. Oh, they're on the right path. I mean, I, my jaw dropped. I, they're on the right path. Yeah, play this, play this, because this is going to, I'm just... I'm I'm legitimately almost without words. We're we're seeing what we're seeing is that we are in a transition. We had this strong economic growth because of the of the work that this president has done in the past 18 months. And now what we're seeing is a transition into stable and steady growth. Wow. Um okay. Two t- we've had two consecutive quarters back to back negative growth shrinkage for the last 10 times this has happened every single time this has happened in any recorded economic history for this country it's been a recession just like it's a recession now they don't want that as we were talking to charles Payne yesterday they don't want that though on there on biden's 
record. Heaven forbid. Now, this deal, and we're going to talk more about it because I'm, I'm assuming that Biden's going to be hitting the Senate deal pretty hard in his remarks as a way to kind of push the Senate into getting this passed. Manchin has not been real forth. I mean, nobody's been super forthcoming about a lot of details of it. We just know, like I said, three-year extension of the Affordable Care Act subsidies. Uh, we know that uh, just from what I've told you about the IRS enforcement, et cetera, et cetera. Politico was the one that had the 15% corporate minimum tax and that IRS expansion. And the Washington Post was writing about all of the different tax changes, including the pass-through and business tax for carried interest and all of that other stuff. That was, by the way, that was a sticking point that cinema, according to what I have saved, had been opposed to back in October. They were, she was, that was one of the carried interest. She was opposed to those changes. So the Washington Post is saying that's, that's all getting changed, etc. So this is, this is just the worst thing, the worst thing possible that you could have. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to accompany fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dana to get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join the movement and make the switch. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, or call 972-PATRIOT. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. You'd think the worst inflation in 40 years would be enough to convince Democrats to stop running these painful experiments on American families. But if you could believe it, almost every House and Senate Democrat would like to follow this up, this historic inflation, inflation with massive new tax hikes. The same people who spent us into inflation want to tax us all the way into recession. So let's hope the small handful of Democrats who see the insanity of this approach continue to stand strong for our country. I have to be honest with you. I'm a little aggravated with McConnell in this because of the bait and switch. I mean, he was saying that Republicans weren't going to support the semiconductor bill if Democrats ended up trying to push reconciliation. And then here... You have the chips bill move, and then ta-da! Here's your reconciliation bill. Here's this deal that came out, the Schumer Mansion bill. So, wow. So there's that. I'm just, um, it's incredibly, well, and also, too, this is kind of what you get when you think that you're going to be able to negotiate with Democrats. I mean, Joe Manchin's a Democrat for a reason, guys. He's a Demo- he's still a Democrat for a reason. This is not a surprise. So it does kind of seem like, uh, you know, there's there was a bait and switch. And now you have now House Republicans. They said that they're they want to 
I look, they can say this. They don't have the numbers in the House, but they say that now the House Republicans are now not going to support because they because it all has to it has to go back to the House. House controls the power of the purse. This is to do with money. So the chips bill has to go back to the House and Republicans are saying that they are not going to they're not going to support it now. But there's only like a fraction of it that's actually going towards actual semiconductors. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. We're going to talk to Senator Ted Cruz about some of this here shortly. He is scheduled to join us. Here's the thing. The chips bill, too. And I just want to touch on this. And you heard McConnell talking about how I mean, that's what this this inflation what is that i don't even remember what it is anymore control inflation something 2022 nobody cares you know why because it's not about controlling inflation it's a tax hike do you honestly think this thing is going to be limited to like medicare and obama like obamacare subsidy nobody does nobody believes that just like just like the chips act wasn't anything about really actually pushing the united states to being you know a little bit more self-sufficient when it comes to industrial policy and semiconductors it's all just a it's just corporate welfare. That's all it is. We're going to jump into this more. Also, let me just tell you what else we have on deck coming up. Mexico City is complaining about Americans invading their neighborhoods. You racists. We've got that. We also have the FDA warning of brain swelling and vision loss in minors that use puberty blockers. Shocker. We've got this and a whole bunch of other stuff for you. Second hour of recession on the way. Stick with us. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Welcome to the program. The president right now is addressing the nation. We're going to go to that live here in progress. They will mean an average savings of $800 a year for 13 million people. Third, it invests $369 billion. Granted, I call for 500 plus, but it invests $369 billion to secure our energy future and to address the climate crisis, bringing down family energy bills by hundreds of dollars by providing working families tax credits. It gives folks rebates by, to buy new and efficient appliances, to weatherize their homes, and tax credits for heat pumps and rooftop solar. It also gives consumers a tax credit to buy any electric vehicle or fuel cell vehicle, new or used, and a tax credit for up to $7,500 if those vehicles were made in America. This investment in environmental justice is real. It also provides tax credits that will create thousands of good-paying jobs, manufacturing jobs, 
on clean energy construction projects, solar projects, wind projects, clean hydrogen projects, carbon capture projects, and more by giving tax credits for those who build these projects here in America. Now, let me be clear. This bill would be the most significant legislation in history to tackle the climate crisis and improve our energy security right away. Now, give us a tool to meet the climate goals that are set that we've agreed to by cutting emissions and accelerating clean energy, a huge step forward. Fourth, this bill requires the largest corporations to begin to begin to pay toward their fair share in taxes by putting in place a 15% corporate minimum tax. Now, I know you've never heard me say this before. It will come as a shock to you, but 55 of the Fortune 500 companies paid no federal income tax in 2020. I know you only heard me say that about 10,000 times, but the fact is they paid no taxes on an income, collective income, over $40 billion. Well, guess what? This bill ends that. It's because they're going to have to pay a minimum of 15 percent tax on that 40 billion or whatever the number turns out to be. Fifth, this package will reduce the federal deficit by over $300 billion. Already on my watch, deficits come down my first year by $350 billion and a record $1.7 trillion at the end of this fiscal year. Now, that, this bill is going to keep that progress going. Yes, I'll say it again. This legislation will bring down the deficit. Bring down the deficit. The sixth point I want to make is this bill will not raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. And I promise, a promise I made during the campaign and one which that, I have, one that I've kept. Now, look, I know it can be sometimes seem like nothing gets done in Washington. <laughs> I know it never crossed any of your minds, but the work of the government can be slow and frustrating and sometimes even infuriating. Then the hard work of hours and days and months from people who refuse to give up pays off. History is made. Lives are changed. With this legislation, we're facing up to some of our biggest problems and we're taking a giant step forward as a nation. That didn't just happen on this, infl on this inflation reduction bill. It also happened yesterday when the Senate made the bipartisan decision as a nation to invest in America's manufacturing technology of semiconductors and additional funding for basic research and development in the cutting-edge industries of the 21st century. If the House passes this bill, I think, Speaker, I want to thank Speaker Pelosi. I think she's going to get it done for her leadership here. It has, it has added to the benefit, it has the added benefit of creating tens of thousands of good-paying, additional good-paying jobs, lowering inflation. It's giving us the ability, the ability not only to compete with China for the future, but to lead the world and win the economic competition of the 21st century. You've heard me say a thousand times, we have to invest in research, development, and growth. I hope that the House is going to pass this bill today. My plea is, put politics aside. Get it done. All right. We need to lower That's the, the president. I'm not going to be. I'm guys. I'm not. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. I mean, you got to counter the Pravda. You have to counter it. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. That's the president. He's speaking now. He's denying that this has anything to do with 
Uh, he's denying, oh, so, you know, we're going to get out of this. He's not talking about a recession. What really gets me, and this is when I couldn't take anymore, when he's sitting here acting like this semiconductor chip bill, that I wish that there was enough Republicans in the House to just completely have a revolt and just leave this thing, let it die on the floor. Uh, that he's like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to competitive, it's going to be competitive with, uh, uh, we're going to compete with China. China imports like 85% of their chips. How are you competing with them? How? I mean, we're not morons. The number one manufacturer of semiconductors is Taiwan, followed by South Korea. Why do you think that South Korea is a part of the delegation from the house that's going the first week of August to Asia? <sighs> no, they, they, it's like 85% and all of the chips that they use that are in their civilian market or that civilians in China use, do you realize that they're dominated by, by chips that are actually created in the USA? So what are you talking about competing with China? That's such bunk. Oh my gosh. It is corporate welfare. Only a tiny percentage of what was passed is actually even going to be going into that. So stop. Stop, stop acting like that, that, oh, well, this is, you know, we're, we're, we have $52 billion in subsidies. Yay. It is a temporary shortage also. It is a temporary shortage. Notice how they're, and I get it, it's very important, but it's a temporary shortage. You know what's going to be a permanent shortage is rare earth minerals. And you got like one, what, Eagle Pat? You got one mine in the U.S. that basically does it. Yeah, the rest is how much, uh, 200 some odd billion going to quote unquote research, which is basically might as well just set it on fire. That's it. To combat the Chinese computer chip supremacy. They import 85% of their stuff in. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. They are not top manufacturers of it. Again, number one and two in the world are Taiwan, followed by South Korea. Good heavens. Now, I understand that the United States should be able to make its own in the event that there's any kind of conflict with China and Taiwan, and Taiwan destroys its facilities if China ends up invading something. I mean, I get it. But this is a temporary shortage, and there's so many off-ramps to this. They act like there's, there's nothing they can do. The other thing that is enraging to me, and this relates to the which is going to wreck our economy i just saw this piece and i want to print it out and set it on fire and then reconstitute it and bomb it it's a piece from the wall street journal and it says no you know we're reacting to you know it's really not that bad it's not that bad the recession this is just fear-mongering this is a guy i guarantee you who doesn't even fold his own underwear and wash it mommy does i promise you i'm not even going to read it because it's garbage it's garbage the I mean, I, the, you have to realize one of the things that he was talking about in this, this bill, and this is the inflation something, we're going to wreck the economy 2022 bill. That's what we're calling it. They are doubling the size of the IRS. My friend Phil Kirpin has been going off on this, rightfully so. You are spending like roughly $84 billion dollars by on the IRS it's increasing IRS spending by 80 to 84 billion dollars the wealthy people that they say they're going to go after they have better lawyers than you they have better accountants than you the IRS agents that they're hiring 
aren't going to be going after those people. They're going to be going after you. Those are the people. Small businesses. Those are the people who are going to pay. They're going to, just how they were now trying to force you to pay tax if you sell one thing on eBay. Going after gig workers. Going after all of this. They are going to shake down everyone. Notice how all the rule changes have only affected the little guys. This is all this, this, this whole team of IRS agents. They're not going after corporations. They're going after you. Like I said, we've thrown tea in the harbor for less, folks. I'm not joking. I mean, this is, this is insanity. And on top of all of it, this massive, massive, massive increase in spending where they think that somehow this isn't, I mean, I'm just, I just don't understand how they don't, it's just, just terrifying, really. Terrifying. Now, this chips bill's got to go back to the house. And they're still, I think, handling, still hammering down the rest of everything with this inflation, we're going to ruin the economy 2022 thing that gets into expands the Affordable Care Act subsidies. That, that by the way, do you remember that, that that was only supposed to be a temporary thing? The expansion of that, that was only supposed to be temporary in the early days of the lockdown. The Affordable Care Act subsidies, there was a good piece about this. Let me pull this up. The, it was all because of pandemic relief. Biden was going to expand, and this is back in uh, last year, uh, Obamacare subsidies to households that made $350,000 a year, right? It was all part of the coronavirus recovery plan. And it was a huge dramatic expansion of Obamacare since Obamacare's passage. And they were, gonna, they were funneling in $34 billion into that in the next couple of years. And it was spending tw- about, you know, increasing about 29% the subsidies on private insurance. So now they're, they're actually expanding it. That was only supposed to be temporary. Now they're expanding that. That's what's happening in this bill that they're all talking about, separate from the CHIPS bill. They're expanding this. <sighs> now, this is actually going to increase inflation. Peter Suderman had a really great... A piece on this some time ago where he was talking about how the original expansion of that during the early days of the lockdown is actually going to make inflate it's going to make inflation bad it's going to kickstart help to contribute towards that they remember Obamacare had no no tools within it there was no like autocorrect no uh, mechanism that helped control the price of of health coverage or reduce it it was literally nothing more than just a bunch of taxpayer funded subsidies and now here we are politico had the piece on the 15 percent corporate minimum tax and this piece i mean this is Going after businesses, that's going to be transferred over into during inflation during to, to cost of goods and services. This is an absolute nightmare, an absolute nightmare. We have more to come. I also have some wokery for you today, too. Uh, and we also have some headlines uh, coming up. Now we're starting to see impacts from 
Russia throttling gas supplies to Europe. We're starting to see some of that now. So we're going to get into all of that and more. President Donald Trump joins me to discuss his brand new defamation suit against CNN and react to reports that the Justice Department is investigating him over January 6th. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter show, President Trump will also discuss the FBI covering up for Hunter Biden, his disgust with former Attorney General Bill Barr, and the deliberate failure of Biden at the border on energy policy and much, much more. Follow the Sarah Carter show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Oh boy, Germany turned off the hot water. Hanover became the first big city to ban hot water in public buildings in response to the Russian gas crisis. I love, first off, how everyone, yes, Russia's cutting off their gas. Could Germany have avoided it? Yes. So is it really just Russia's gas crisis? No, it's also Germany's because Angela Merkel was a moron. Germans are told to expect higher electricity bills as well and sweeping gas rationing because Putin decided, oh, you guys were stupid enough to be reliant upon Nord Stream and all of our dirty energy. Okay, well, because you don't do what we want, we're going to throttle it. And they have done that. They've actually cut gas supplies, Gazprom, but to Germany by 20%. So that's what's in store for Europe. You had a chance. Biden could have helped, too. But no, he decided to actually make Russia in a better put them in a better position to do this. Meanwhile, the ruble's worth more now than it was before he took office. Uh, Moving on, scientists have developed a chewing gum that could help limit the spread of coronavirus. Now I need scientists to develop a chewing gum that can help stop Democrats from writing crap legislation that puts all of us in debt for longer than we'll be alive. Uh, The feds have dropped assault charges against a man who was falsely accused of killing Officer Brian Sicknick in the January 6th riot. Federal prosecutors dropped a felony assault charge against one of two men who was seen wrestling around with Officer Sicknick on January 6th of 2021. George Tanios of West Virginia. Uh, So far, no one's been arrested for any kind of quote-unquote insurrection or quote-unquote coup or anything like that, despite the accusations flying freely with the president and other Democrats and members of the press. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, apparently it's official. Her SUV, she driving her SUV, she's racked up a lot of red light tickets that she hasn't paid. Pay your fair share. And the Polish in, a Polish Institute classified cats as an invasive alien species. I agree. Stick with us. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. But, but the timing of the Senator Manchin deal, I don't think was any accident. What do you mean? The, well, the Democrats had uh, some of my colleagues in the Senate uh, agreed to support the 400 or 390 or 290, whatever it was. I can't count that high. 280. Uh, subsidy to big tech. Okay, And so uh, they couldn't have passed that bill without Republican votes. So the Democrats, well, basically, they, they, my, my, they sucked my Republican votes up like a Hoover Deluxe and then got their votes and then, bam, announced this new tax increase. Double bam. I don't think there, there aren't very many coincidences here on Capitol Hill. I think that the timing was exquisite. We looked, oh, we looked it was. Like Everybody got played. Of, well, I'm not going to say This that. is why. Welcome back to the show, Dana Lash here. I have a very unpopular idea. It's I. It's popular with me. I pulled myself, and the survey said Dana likes it. I wanted. I I always joke. Now I'm not really joking. I say that I'm joking, and I'm not. Big giant gold hoops. Trust no bee. 
That would be what I'd wear every day if I was a lawmaker. Yeah. Trust no B. You cannot trust these people. Ah, uh, see, I have a saying. It's not show friends, it's show business. It is the business of the people, okay, that you are accountable for there on the floor. I wouldn't be making no deal with anybody. This is why I cannot ever be in elected office. I am like the godfather with this stuff. There is no way this would be happening. No, we ain't passing no chip bill. Why did they do this? Why did they allow this to pass? There is no way in Hades I'd have been doing that. I would have ran that up. I would have found some kind of objection. No, you never make a deal with these people. There's going to be all kinds of speculation. Did Republicans get hoodwinked? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, they did. You know, we have Senator Ted Cruz coming on next hour. Canaan. I'm going to ask why they allowed themselves to get tricked. Because, and is it really a trick when you know what could happen? Right? It's a, you're taking a risk at that point. You're not being tricked. Because being tricked or being hoodwinked suggests that there was something that could happen that you were unaware of. That is not what's taking place here. They were aware full well that there was a high probability of Democrats going, okay, now we got the Republican votes for this chips bill. Hey, guess what? We are going to do reconciliation. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So they gambled and they lost. And now here we have a time of inflation, recession. It's bad. Nobody's working. And what do they decide they're going to do? Hey, guys, let's, uh, let's spend several hundred billion dollars on the weather. <laughs> yeah. So this is what we thought we'd do. See, we'd take a rocket, we'd put some money in it, and we'd send it up to the sun as a payment to be less hot. <laughs> and then if the sun is amenable to that, then, then we've got a deal. Right. It, this, it actually would be that would be more effective than than what they're what they're what they're doing right now. That's that would be way more effective. So. Hmm. So this uh, there and, and Schumer, of course, I think he's still trying to do laps, victory laps over this whole deal. But that's what this is. And then, of course, they're going to at a time when nobody can afford anything. We're going to spend money on a theory that is nothing more than a scheme that's supposed to emotionally black people about their blackmail people about their their love for the planet while spending us into further debt. It is it is climate change is blackmail. Well, if you love the planet, then you're going to give money to us. We have to stop the planet from getting hotter. So we're going to we need your money. How does that work? Sidebar. Ken, why did we not do the tree planting business? Because, right. you know, that one company, they're still in business after they burned for the second time this year, like thousands of acres oh, yeah. <laughs> accidentally of a forest. Yeah, we'll sure go out there and plant wink wink some trees. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll plant some trees for you. Sure. How dumb is that? Well, I flew 2,000 miles on a private jet, so uh, I'm going to plant us some trees, and that's going to be... It's an indulgence. It's, a, it's an environmental indulgence. Plant three trees and say climate change to be absolved of your climate crimes. 
That's just what it is. They go up to Al Gore and his big mansion in Nashville. Have you seen that thing? It's like 10,000 square feet. Why does that dude need a 10,000 square foot house? Is he still married? Maybe it's for all the masseuses that have to go and release his chakra because it gets all pent up. I don't know. And that's a true story. Google it. Don't actually don't do it. You're going to be so sorry. I don't know why I told you that. Don't don't Google it. But they have to make the pilgrimage cane down to uh, Al Gore's 10,000 square foot mansion in Nashville. And then he says uh, he'll tell them how many trees they got to plant and how many how many carbon credits they have to purchase. And then they say a couple climate changes and then they, they're free to go and they're absolved of their climate sins. Did you know that? That's how it works, man. Why did we not do this? Right? I know. I mean, it would, and we, and we could just, we could show people that we're planting trees, but it's like the same video of the same part. Like we'll plant a couple and we'll just like re-roll it, you know? Oh yeah, this is, no, this is not from a couple of years ago. This is a brand new person planting brand new trees. That's it. Uh, go ahead and give us $50,000 for uh, one climate credit. Otherwise, you're a sinner who's going to hell because you uh, sinned against the climate. That's what happens. I mean, do, you hon- do people honestly believe this stuff? Carbon credits. It's the stupidest thing. Whoever does this, it's a tax on stupidity. You deserve it. You should. I hope you spend all your money on it. It's dumb. Oh, my gosh. Man, why did we not get into this business? Kane? Carbon dioxide. It's what's pl- what plants crave. It is. <laughs> Golly, why did we not do this? But so anyway, that's what that's what they're all doing. I mean, it's uh, almost three with three hundred seventy billion dollars on climate. Like what specifically? It's only subsidies on things like wind and solar and what he called hydrogen projects and carbon cap capturing Mm. projects. So Mm -hmm. that's what it's on. None of that, by the way, has ever been followed up with the decades of the government taking money in for this thing. What results have we? What results are we projected to get? Well, Kane, the uh, polar bears are alive. Yeah, that was a lie because we, <laughs> you know, they said they'd all die and we wouldn't have polar they, bears. They by. didn't die because no. we spent money on them. They actually grew. I think the numbers were somewhere around six thousand, seven thousand. Now we're up over thirty thousand. Um, so the polar bears are actually doing pretty good. Do you honestly think that they read the 725 page POS? No. The, inf- I love it how they're spending hundreds of billions of dollars on entitlement and they have the audacity to call it the inflation reduction act of 2022. Oh. Oh. That's like calling a brothel, a house of chastity. I just don't understand. How do you spend money you don't have and then claim that it's reducing a deficit? I don't. No. Yeah. No. I I I don't I don't I don't I don't support it. It's so so stupid. We're ten billion dollars tax credit to facilities that make electric vehicles, wind turbines, solar panels. Yay! Guess what? All those use. Yay! Rarer than minerals. $30 $30 billion for additional production tax credits to accelerate domestic manufacturing of solar panels, wind turbines, batteries, and critical minerals for processing. If I don't say it like this, I'm going to scream. Critical minerals? Hmm, would that be the stuff that China has? Well, yes, it would. Thank you. 
$20 billion in loans to build a new clean vehicle manufacturing facility. We're actually giving the green stuff more money than we are the chip stuff. Know that? And we can't do any of this without all of the rare earth elements from China. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I had a great... Uh, let me find this. Because I love I love how people think... You, well, Kane, he goes, well, you know, it takes fossil fuels to build these things. No, it doesn't, Kane. It's magic. Oh. It It's all it takes is just some magic. That's but I actually had... Because I never... Never read uh-huh. that anywhere. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad uh, that because I actually had some. Uh, where is my? Where are my notes on this? Because I actually went and I was looking at exactly how yeah, much it takes it all, oil and gas energy to build the turbines mm-hmm. to build the solar panels. So basically, if you have a windmill that's around two megawatts, you you have to use anywhere from like two hundred to two hundred sixty tons of steel. That requires what? How many tons of iron ore? How many tons of coal? All mined. You have to mine it. You have to transport it. And you have to produce it. And that uses hydrocarbons. All kinds of stuff. And it to hold, what, 700 gallons of oil and hydraulic fluid. That has to be replaced every, what, six to nine months? Something like that? Yeah, at least every year. Yeah. So, where do they think that... What do you think that angels go in and just like blow energy into the batteries and that makes all your green stuff run? Is that how they... Is that really what people... I honestly think that that's what people... I would play a, a, a magical soundbite for you, but Steve never sent it. Mm-hmm. Never sent it. Instead, I got this. Mm-hmm. That's what climate magic sounds like. That's what climate magic magic sounds like. Yeah, that's all I have. I have this, just rain, ambiance. It's another example of magic from the climate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what really bothers me about all of this? Not just the rain there. I do have this. No, that's not. I don't know why this thing is going still, but it is. We stopped it. They act like angels fly down. You know, with their angel wings and their rope belts and their halos and whatever, their angel sandals and whatever they wear. And, you know, pippity boppity boo, we're going to blow magic into these batteries. So all of the wind and all of the everything will run on magic. And they ignore the fact that you have to build them and everything that goes into building them, Kane, as we were so helpfully explaining to the people. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we have the batteries that are, you know, either lead acid batteries or they're lithium ion phosphate batteries. They run on angel farts. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> never, never heard that scientifically. Uh-huh. But um, it takes a bit to mine those things, to transport those things. And we all know how great lead is, right? We've heard all the lead's stories. Lead's amazing. Oh, lead's the best. Should be uh, part of your diet. Just combine it with acid. Makes it even better. Mmm, acid. Um, so... <laughs> So it's it's literally the the batteries we're going to end up having to put in landfills or trying to recycle or whatever is going to be much worse than any of the fossil fuels we've used for the past hundred plus years. Mm. So it's really funny when you actually look um, at how to make wind turbines. It's so funny when you actually to get wind power. Guess what you have to have? Is it, it rhymes with schmoil. <laughs> <laughs> Is it oil and wind? Yeah. Okay. Yay. Shh. 
don't tell anybody that because you have to bring the stuff to the things that make the things. No, they just, do you know you can, there's a field somewhere in America, fields as far as the eye can see of little sapling wind turbines. They just grow right up from the ground. They grow where the steel beams that people said couldn't melt like that in 9-11, they grow in the field next to where those things grow. Did you know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a turbine farmer. Well, I plant my turbine seeds and I uh, grow my wind turbines here in Kansas. That's correct. I mean, you it would actually make more sense to try to look to how to do that than spending the money on what they're spending it on. No, just Google. Like, what everything that you need to make a one turbine... For a one five megawatt turbine, the steel alone averages 150 metric tons. You have to have 250 metric tons for the rotor hubs and this thing that I don't even know what the hell it is. The nacelles? The hell's that? It's, apparently, it's where the gearbox and the generator goes. Then you have to have 500 metric tons just for the tower. FYI, a metric uh-huh. ton is more than an actual ton. It's a mega metric ton. ton. Mm. Right. Be careful. Don't use the word mega anymore because it sounds too much like mega and it might make someone just go crazy and punch you. I mean, I don't know. Red hats and all. We have uh, more to come because this is stupid and we need to make fun of it. I'm past taking this seriously now. I want to make fun of everyone. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> It's time for Florida Man. Mm-mm-mm. So, let's see here. This I thought was kind of funny because a Pinellas man was arrested for... He's like an older dude, too. He was arrested for stealing Pokemon cards from Walmart in Tampa. Was it, you think, maybe? I don't know. Guy's name is Tyler Brands, and he entered the store... At about 9.40 in the morning, and he collected multiple, it says, uh, multiple Pokemon items, including a number of cards. And he took the items to a self-checkout line, and then he manipulated the scanner by placing the cards underneath the other Pokemon merchandise. He tried to leave the store, but was detained by a loss prevention officer. So apparently he had been stealing multiple items of Pokemon stuff from them a couple of times before that. But it didn't get found out until he got caught this time. He's been charged with retail theft. Really? Like, for real, you're going to be stealing, like, the Pokemon cards? Uh, A man lost a finger in a confrontation at Tavares Park, police say. And the Florida man who was the victim, he lost a finger because he said the other guy put his finger in his mouth when they were fighting, so he just bit it off. I'll tell you about this tomorrow. Stick with us. Third hour on the way. Like about this? You don't think that this is an indicator of an impending recession or one already here? I don't. As I said, the economy is clearly <laughs> slowing, and and that we all knew that would happen. We all knew that five and a half, six percent growth wasn't sustainable. A strong economy grows at three, maybe four percent. So I don't. I don't see that. I see inflation as, as our biggest issue. You see the Fed doing Ramondo. what it needs to do to get a handle on inflation. Yeah, from the administration. You see gas prices coming not the down. Best, uh, not the best. Not the best. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. Third hour of the show. We have Senator Ted Cruz scheduled to join us a little bit later on. We've been talking quite a bit about 
Whoo-hoo, everything with uh, the recession and the chips bill and all of that. I got some a big piece coming out at you this evening, too. You'll want to take a look at uh, a couple of other things to hit. So Mexico City is complaining about Americans invading their neighborhoods. And in fact, according to Daily Caller, uh, they're saying that uh, locals are saying, quote, you're a blanking plague. They want Americans to leave. You could just uh, build a wall. Or is this because of racism? Is this for, I, I'm just curious how that it's just irony. We live in the upside down world. That's we live. We live in an upside down world. And then I've got to share this with you. So I saw this yesterday. I tweeted this out because I was just it was it was kind of a insane. So Saudi Arabia. Let me pull this up. They are bizarrely looking at the building some like mirrored city but it's one giant mirrored wall and look it's one giant wall is what it is similar to what you would see in game of thrones and they said they want to it's a revolution in civilization they want to take everything put nine million people And, well, listen to some of this. In a giant wall that they're calling a line city. Listen, there it is. For too long, humanity has existed within dysfunctional and polluted cities that ignore nature. Now, a revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to 9 million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. And we are designing it to provide a healthier, more sustainable quality of life. The line's communities are organized in three dimensions. Residents have access to all their daily needs within five-minute walk neighborhoods. That sounds like hell. And the line's infrastructure makes it possible to travel end-to-end in 20 minutes with no need for cars, resulting in zero carbon emissions. By leveraging AI technology, services are autonomous, saving you time and effort. Designed by world-leading architects, the line is 500 meters tall, 200 meters wide, 170 kilometers long, and housed within an elegant mirror glass facade. Intelligent solutions create efficiency and year-round temperate microclimate with natural ventilation. Energy and water supplies are 100% renewable. The line is designed as a series of unique communities, offering a wealth of amenities, providing equitable views and immediate access to the surrounding nature, with 40% of the world accessible within six hours at the heart of the globe's key trade routes, a place for commerce and communities like to hell. thrive like equitable nothing on earth seen before. Out of your giant glass the line. line. The city it's a giant wall. It's a giant, that sounds like hell. I don't even want to get on a cruise ship with a bunch of people. Can you imagine living in a giant line with nine million people? You can walk to everything in five minutes. That sounds like hell. I don't want to walk to everything in five minutes. I don't want a pedestrian community. I want to get in my big giant vehicle and I want to drive somewhere. That's what I want to do. I don't want to stay and cooped up in a line. 
<clears throat> it's like taking all the furniture in your house and shoving it to the middle of a, the room, isn't it? Just live right here in the middle of this room. I'm. This sounds like hell. So we we went. Who is this? Somebody said we went from building the wall to living in it. <laughs> Where this is nuts. This does not, Kane. This sounds like a nightmare, right? This is a horror film. And they describe it as a dystopian, right? Yeah, it's a. So, so not utopian. It's opposite of. Well, no, we're talking. We're saying it's dystopian. Okay, I, I thought they no, were calling no, no, it no, that. No, 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 no. That would be funny. Though. It's not. There's no utopia here. I mean, you're living in a high rise. You're living in one giant, never-ending high rise. It's equitable, though. Equitable. Oh my gosh. I don't want to see what you have to go all the way to the back of your building to go and look out at what nothing the desert just look at nothing <laughs> the world's greatest architects did this. the world's greatest and they put like the the I love it how they said the world's greatest architects and as they say this on the video it shows the Empire State Building and the Eiffel Tower because those people are still alive and contributing to the design of this giant hell's city of a line what doesn't make any sense they want you to live in a line eat bugs and in nest this is just bugs are renewable i mean it it is miserable this looks miserable i can't do you think that the uh saudi royal family is going to live in the line no Hmm, you don't you don't think so it it is it looks I, dude it looks weird and it's like this giant where they say 500 meters tall 50 meters higher than the empire state building oh what would he do we're gonna go live in a giant line but it's higher than the empire state building you you will own nothing you don't own anything you have no yard everyone has access to nature who the hell doesn't have access to nature now is someone literally preventing you from walking on grass prison I mean, what, well, when they make you stay inside because of the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I like, I, I'm happy that they said if completed. I hope it's never completed. But it is, everything would be sci-fi. It would be all automated. The, the climate would suck. It's a, you live in a high rise. And it sounds awful. I'm just, I don't know, man. It's, it's. It's like the worst Minecraft city you could ever imagine. In a giant mirrored building. Dude. Something like that's going to happen at some point. Some billionaire is going to spend all their money on this. You know it. So we have that. The line. We can all look forward to that. Mm-hmm. So now, you remember the whole Sesame Street thing? Right? Where... Someone said that Rosita the Muppet was a big giant racist because the person could not see for the and, and they walked past two black girls that wanted hugs. I don't know. Well, now Sesame Street, their little theme park is being sued for twenty five million dollars over it. Oh. Yeah. They said that Sesame Street ignored their daughters because they're giant racist. There was like a whole I mean, a giant press conference where the the dad was talking about it and all these people were standing by him and like, God, this is $25 million. I mean, why try to 
do anything in life when you could just be offended and sue people. Damn, that's a business. I am offended. You offended me. I'm I'm going to go and sue you. 25 million. I think that the parents are doing more to give their kids baggage about this than anything else. And they said that they have to, well, let me, I'm looking at this piece. They said that they're, they have to have um, mental health expenses. And uh, they want, they said that some of the money is, has to be for their girls' mental health expenses. Because their parents are crazy? Yeah. Is that? Because I don't see, I mean, that might not be Rosita's fault. <laughs> Just because you're nuts. I don't, this is crazy. And remember, they had said that they, the person in the Muppet costume literally could not see. Do people understand how these big giant costumes work? You have like a tiny field of vision. Anyone who is shorter than your, the nose on the costume, you can't see them. But whatever, it's racism or something. I don't know. So now apparently the Congressional Black Caucus wants an audience with Sesame Place, Park, President, and General. Actually, I'm okay with this. I just don't want taxpayer dollars to be involved. Can we stop funding this crap? Can we stop funding the Sesame Streets and the PBSs and that? Because they went woke and I'm totally fine with the cannibalization. I'm totally, just go ahead and just, you know, do it to it. I'm fine with that. 25 million though? That's like the family who was like, we're going to sue for 50 million because the body was in the wrong grave. Yes, that's troubling and it's very sad. But is it worth 50 million dollars? No, it's not. It really isn't. I mean, there have been people who've gone through some really bad stuff in this world and they're not screaming for 50 million dollars. Right. I mean, that just means you want money. That doesn't mean that your, your pain and suffering is worth 50 million dollars. Twenty five million dollars for this. Twenty five million dollars because a stupid Muppet couldn't see kids. $25 million. <sighs> See, where's Smod? Where's that at? What can we be offended about? Besides all the spending proposals? Yeah, I want to sue. Who can I sue? I don't know. It's the I'd American like, way now, man. I'd love to sue Congress. I want to sue them. I'm hurt. My feelings are hurt, and I feel disenfranchised. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. A bidder has paid $2.8 million for a jacket worn in space by Buzz Aldrin. It was a it, on the historic first mission to the moon's surface back in 1969. It was the Apollo in-flight coverall jacket, the highest price paid for any American space-flown artifact ever sold at an auction, according to Sotheby's, which handled the sale. The bidder was unidentified, participated by phone, and outlasted several others in a bidding that spanned about 10 minutes. So that was... That's a lot of money, but really, really cool artifact, though, as well. A really, really cool thing for, for American history. If you struggle opening jars, it might indicate a more serious health issue. According to a study out of Austria, researchers say that muscle strength is a good indicator of mortality for years. Uh, prior studies have associated weak hand grip strength specifically with heart problems, lung issues, and a lower life expectancy. So if you can't open a jar, you're going to die. That's... I mean, long story short, that's kind of, it's kind of, or it could be just a pretty tough, you know, pretty tough jar. Lightning strikes, at least 20 people were killed by lightning bolts in one day during an apocalyptic electrical storm in India. 
They've been facing horrific storms and monsoon season. Authorities have told people stay inside until the weather clears. But still, in one day, because of all of the lightning, they said that there were 20 fatalities in the state of Bihar. It rocked the country on Tuesday. And it was all from lightning. That's terrifying. So they're telling people, look, stay inside. Don't go outside. Don't risk getting hit by a lightning. It's cra- That's crazy. In one day. Dang. New York Post says Brazilian Brazil's president has ripped Leonardo DiCaprio over the Amaz- his Amazon deforestation tweet, telling him, give up your yacht before lecturing. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro had called out Leonardo DiCaprio's recent tweet. He had asked his 19-some-odd million followers, quote, how extensive is deforestation in Amazonia, one of the most important places on the planet for people and wildlife? And... Bolsonaro goes, you again, Leo? He goes, this way you will become my best electoral cable, as we say in Brazil. Give up your yacht before a lecture in the world. You want to, I, I know progressives, you want to change the entire world, but never yourselves. That is true, because isn't, didn't he take a, a nice private yacht over to like the Mediterranean where he's been photographed vacationing or something? I, you know, thought so. Yeah, I, that, it sounded, yeah, that's. It, I think that's where he's been like all week. So he's been on his yacht tweeting about all this stuff. Uh, I wanted to get this. I didn't get it last headlines. A Polish institute has classified cats as an alien invasive species, which makes some sense. They said that a biologist at the state-run Polish Academy of Sciences wasn't prepared for the response when he entered Felis Catus, the scientific name for the common house cat, into the database run by the Academy's Institute of Nature Conservation. Uh, he said that they've they've classified domestic cats as such, citing the damage they cause to birds and other wildlife, and that people have been super mad over it, and they're all fighting because he listed cats as a invasive alien species. He said the criteria, quote, are 100% met by the cat. It They, they go after birds and they go at... I mean, I get what they're saying, but it's just kind of funny how everybody's really, really... They're having a horrible, horrible reaction to that. Not, um, yeah. And, and last but not least, this... I had to get this. In Congo, I don't know if you've, you've seen this. The nation of Congo, home to the second largest rainforest on the planet and endangered wildlife. So apparently, uh, environmentalists were trying to get Congo to to commit to this 10-year plan about countries' rainforest. And the Congolese leaders responded by saying, it's not our job to save the planet for you. Ted Cruz next. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. Experts. Even some experts who have criticized my administration in the past agree that this bill, this bill will reduce inflationary pressures on the economy. This bill will, in fact, reduce inflationary pressure on the economy. It's a bill that cost, uh, will cut your cost of living and reduce inflation for, and it lowers the deficit. It strengthens our economy for in the long run as well. This bill has won the support of climate leaders like former Vice President Al Gore, who said the bill is, quote, (laughs) long overdue and a necessary step to ensure the United States takes decisive action on the climate crisis that helps our economy and provides leadership. That's the first. I never heard anyone cite Al Gore as a climate expert. It was really 
Really amazing to see Biden do that. I can't believe those were actual real remarks. It's like I'm watching Babylon B. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. And if you are listening across the country, you can also, don't forget, watch the simulcast on the first YouTube or Facebook. Joining us now from Texas, Senator Ted Cruz, who I am very, I just saw a statement from you, Senator, by the way. You just sent out your your response to the the second quarter GDP, GDP. This is, I mean, that's, Every time we've had a recession, that's how it's always been defined. The administration's instead not acknowledging this. They want to tax us more with this, what is it, the inflation, whatever, Build Back Broke Part 2 2022 bill. That's not the name. I just wanted to get your immediate reaction to all of this. And then I want to ask you about some of the moves that have been taking place in the Senate with the CHIPS bill, too. Well, it's utterly bizarre. For, for as long as you and I have been alive, a recession has been defined as two consecutive quarters where GDP falls, where it shrinks. We just got the second consecutive quarter of GDP falling. We are in a recession, period, full stop. So what did the Biden White House do earlier this week? They magically issued a new definition for recession. They said, it's no longer what it's been in the past. And why is it? It actually is very revealing why they're doing it because it's so stupid on its face. You have to ask, why are they doing it? And the reason is they know that the compliant and corrupt corporate media won't report on it. What they want to avoid is the headlines. The headlines tomorrow at every paper in America should read America now in a recession. That would be called the news. That would be called honestly reporting on what's happening. But they know that the propagandists who lie for a living will take their magic redefinition. So now two quarters of shrinking GDP growth, that's Biden happy time. That's that's the new definition of it. It's Biden happy time. And, And their solution to it it is truly absurd. It's hundreds of billions of new spending and massive new taxes. That's like taking a raging fire and pouring gasoline on it. Yeah. All the Democrats know how to do is make it worse. And doubling the IRS. I mean, they're the 80 some thousand agents that they want to add. That's still somehow that's going to help with the inflation by shaking down mom and pop more. I was hoping that we'd get closer maybe to somehow abolishing the IRS at some point. Doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. But that that is what it's signaling. They're going after not the big corporations, Senator, that have all of the attorneys and the accountants and everything to push back against this. They're going down. They're going after the mom and pop businesses. Uh, you're exactly right. They're going after families. Look, the people who are hurting under out of control inflation. We have the highest inflation rate in 40 years. The people who are hurting are those on fixed income. Seniors are hurting. Young people are hurting. Students are hurting. African-Americans are hurting. Hispanics are hurting. And it's why every one of those groups is galloping to the right. We're going to see a tidal wave in November. I think Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate. And, And these Democrats, all they know how to do is double down, more spending, more taxes. You know, You spend a lot of time out with people across the country. Have you ever seen any American say, what I really want is 80,000 new IRS agents? That's like, give me an infestation of locusts and lice. That's the Democrat (laughs) agenda. That sounds accurate. We will send IRS agents to your home and your business. Aren't you glad that that, that we're in power? And I I think the voters are going to say, get these lunatics out of power now. Yeah, we're talking with Senator Ted Cruz. So I have to ask you, because there was some uh, there there was some strategy going on, not just with this bill, which it looks like uh, Senator Manchin 
is going to be supportive of this bill, but also it was that semiconductor, the CHIPS Act, uh, that yeah. I understand that's a huge issue for nat secu- national security. You know, even though China imports, I think, what, 84 percent of the chips that they actually use, you have Taiwan and South Korea, which are the biggest pro- uh, producers of it. Do you feel that Senate leadership was was I don't want to say tricked because I feel like everyone should have known the ramifications of trying to negotiate with Democrats going into this. But does it feel like a bait and switch? Because at first it seemed like Democrats were going to hold off on pushing reconciliation and going with this bill. Uh, they they just wanted to get some Republican support for the chips bill. Now it seems like that was all a ruse. What are your thoughts? You know, I don't really think leadership was tricked. I, I think they were complicit in it the whole time. I mean, it was not complicated what Schumer was going to do. They're Democrats. That's how they behave. At some point, the 50th time that Charlie Brown tries to kick the football and Lucy pulls it back, Charlie Brown bears some of the responsibility. And leadership knew exactly what Schumer was going to do. Listen, this CHIPS Act, I think the objective of bringing semiconductor manufacturing back to the United States is a good objective. I think bring it back. There's billions of dollars of new investment in Texas going on right now. That's a good thing. Uh, but I think this this bill was the wrong way to do it. This bill had $50 billion in corporate welfare and direct subsidies, literally politicians writing checks from the taxpayers to massive corporations, $50 billion. That is terrible policy. It invites cronyism and corruption. I am in favor of, for example, tax incentives to encourage manufacturing in the United States, to encourage semiconductors being built in the United States. But don't do it as a direct subsidy where you have politicians just giving away the taxpayer money. Unfortunately, that's what this bill did. And there's no there's no certainty either talking with Senator Ted Cruz that this is actually going to be spent to benefit the the U.S. That was the other criticism with this bill that some of this is going to end up, I mean, be even supportive of China's own efforts to to, to, to try to produce this. Yeah, look, the, the, this bill was not really about China. This bill was about yeah. making a lot of D.C. lobbyists really happy, because when you're giving away 50 billion dollars of other people's money, it makes a lot of lobbyists really happy. And, and uh, you know, all right, to give you a sense of, of just how little this was about China, yesterday uh, I tried to pass on the floor legislation I've introduced that would prohibit the federal government from selling oil from our strategic petroleum reserve to communist China. Hmm. And, in fact, to China, to Russia, to North Korea, and Iran. Now, Joe Biden has been doing that. He has sold millions of barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's at the lowest point it's been in 40 years. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve is designed to protect our national security in a time of emergency so we could have energy if our supply is cut off. Biden isn't doing it for that. See, he's allowed it to go to the lowest time ever, and he sold a big chunk of that oil to communist China, not just to communist China, to a Chinese government-owned oil company that is partially owned by Hunter Biden's private equity firm. Yeah. So you want to talk about corruption, like literally going and raiding the U.S. oil reserve to sell to the Chinese communists to enrich his son. So I introduced legislation to say, don't sell to communist China. The Democrats stood up and objected. Chris Murphy, someone I know you love because he's maybe the most enthusiastic gun grabber in all of Washington. (laughs) Chris Murphy stood up. And he objected and he countered with a bill that that, that Dana is truly insane. 
He countered with a bill that would make illegal all energy exports from the United States. It would ban America exporting oil, ban America exporting natural gas, any energy we couldn't export, to which I responded, and we debated this in the Senate floor, I say, look, my bill is to stop Biden and the Democrats from selling oil to our enemies. You respond with, let's stop Americans from selling oil to our friends. And the result of it, by the way, if we cut off Europe, we cut off our allies, say, we're not going to sell you energy anymore, Mm. is we force our, our, our friends to go buy from Vladimir Putin. And it literally is you have Democrats being the chief lobbyists for Russia and Putin. And so they they are perfectly happy for Biden to keep cutting checks, keep giving in to the Chinese communists, while at the same time they continue to wage war on U.S. energy production. As Russia starts throttling their their gas output towards, oh, I think what Hanover just banned uh, uh, hot water in public buildings because they're they're having such a, a gas shortage. Talking with Senator Ted Cruz. One last question about I want to get into. Uh, I want to ask you too about the uh, school security relief uh, because that's yeah. something that you're spearheading. The uh, inflation bill that's going to pass the Senate, correct? Unfortunately. I don't know for sure. Um, it, it might. The, the Democrats are certainly behaving like it will. We'll see if they have the votes. Um, it's a terrible bill. It will make the problem worse. Uh, it will make inflation go higher and it will make the recession be longer and more painful. And, it, it, you know, I'm reminded of if you remember that old Saturday Night Live skit with Christopher Walken where there's a band that is practicing and Christopher Walken yes. has one solution to every song, which cowbell. is more cowbell, more cowbell. The Democrats, all they know is tax and spend. So everything they see, it's more cowbell, more cowbell, print more money. That'll solve everything. And it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. This is going to prolong this so much. So, I mean, I I just shudder to think it's going to take a decade to get out of this. All right. So, Senator, you've also introduced legislation. You were just talking about legislation you introduced about SPR in China. But you want to redirect unspent coronavirus relief funds to go towards school security. This is a piece I was reading from the Daily Caller. It's a bill that requires the DOE to make all unobligated federal relief funds available to Secretary of Education for School Safety purposes. I mean, I think out of all of the discussion of tax dollars, I think that's one where you would probably find the most common ground. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that. And I would imagine that there would be, I mean, have you actually met any kind of resistance from the opposing party? Oh, you have. There are Democrats on board with this? Look, the Democrats, every time we see a mass murder, like we had in Uvalde, Mm -hmm. like we've had far too many times in America, the same predictable debate plays out. There are two approaches for how to stop mass murders. One is target the bad guys, target the criminals, the felons, the fugitives, those with serious mental illness that try to illegally buy firearms, prosecute them, put them in jail, get the gun criminals off the street. That works. That's actually a successful strategy. Likewise, taking our vulnerable targets, places like schools and churches, and making them more secure, enhancing the safety and security of vulnerable targets. That works. That's actually a common sense approach to stop crime. The other approach, which is the Democrats approach, is to try to disarm law abiding citizens. And it's a unconstitutional, but B, it doesn't work. It's utterly and completely ineffective in stopping violent crime. And so in the wake of Uvalde, listen, I was in Uvalde the day after that shooting. It was horrific, that lunatic. There is a level of evil 
when you systematically murder children that, that, that just defies comprehension. I've been to too damn many of these in Texas. I've been to Santa Fe, I've been to Sutherland Springs, I've been to Midland, Odessa, I've been to El Paso, I've been to Dallas. There are way too many of these. I want to stop them. I want to get the criminals off the street and stop them. And so what happened after Uvalde is you saw the Democrats and unfortunately some Republicans get together on their gun control bill. The bill they passed will do nothing, zero, to stop violent crime. There's no plausible claim that it'll do anything. I actually authored a bill that was serious about stopping violent crime in schools. And among other things, it creates a gun crime task force at the Department of Justice to prosecute felons who illegally use guns and and to prosecute felons who try to illegally purchase guns. It also provided funding to double the number of police officers on schools because the best way to stop a a criminal is with an armed good guy, ideally an armed law enforcement officer. It provided $10 billion for mental health counselors in schools so that we can spot these troubled teens before they spiral down and, and do something horrific. The Democrats blocked it. They opposed it they, because it actually would, would stop mass murders. And, and they literally, they're, they're not interested in stopping the crimes. They want to disarm law-abiding citizens and they consistently block legislation. Mm. I, I don't know how you even make an argument against the undeniable fact that my bill would have been much, much more effective at stopping violent crime than the gun control bill that they pushed through. But they don't bother to make the argument. They trust the, the, the corrupt corporate media just to echo what they want. And so my latest bill, look, Congress passed as COVID relief $190 billion in funding for schools. $150 billion of that remains unspent. My bill is a very simple common sense measure that says that money that's already been appropriated, it's already there, that schools should be allowed to invest that money in enhancing school security and doing things like putting in bulletproof doors and windows. Like, Texas like, had something like that, too, from my understanding. Yeah. And, and I'll say there is a, a, an infuriating pattern. So the Santa Fe school shooting, Santa, Santa Fe High School is less than an hour from my house. Um, I was on campus at Santa Fe within about an hour and a half of the shooting. As soon as it happened, I, I got the truck and drove down. There. It was horrifying. Afterwards, I sat at a round table with many of the families from Santa Fe. And we talked about the patterns of these school shootings. You know, in Parkland, the mass murderer came in through an unlocked Unlocked door. door, no secured perimeter, and there were yep. warning signs. You you wouldn't even need yes, to yes. have red flag laws if you follow yep. the the current. Which and we're running short on time, Senator, and I apologize. Yep. We'd love to yep. have you back. One last quick thing: we have about, about sixty seconds left. Any effort undertaken by lawmakers to make aware, make people aware of the the possibilities that they have to report uh, dangerous individuals without diminishment of due process? Is there any awareness? Anything anything being done uh, uh, to raise awareness on that? So I, I don't know of any. Look, the problem with red flag laws, particularly in states that where you have Democrats in control, is they're often passed with with no due process protections, right. and they can be abused and used to disarm law-abiding citizens, and and in some instances to to leave people more vulnerable to violence. If you have, for example, an estranged spouse who's dangerous and right. and 
they abuse those laws to disarm you, that that makes you vulnerable to violence directly. And and unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be a priority of Democrats. That's sad. Letting people protect themselves and protect their kids. It's sad. And it, it, I wish that they would put as much energy into making people aware of what they can do in order to have someone adjudicated unfit if they don't want them to be able to go. Of course, they could be like the 77 percent of, you know, people breaking the law. They get it off the black market. We're out of time here. Senator Ted Cruz, always a pleasure to see you. We appreciate you joining us, giving us some of your time. We're going to watch this senate see what happens awesome thanks dana thank you take care sir we have more to come folks as we wrap up this portion of our hour we have today in stupidity on the way listen to the dana show live on the odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time so tomorrow we're going to discuss the Biden Xi Jinping call because they had a call today and Biden's team, the White House was all saying, oh, well, he had a, he had a call with uh, Xi Jinping and here's the image of him talking to it. And they tried to, I don't know, I, I got some I got some ideas as to their positioning on this. But apparently the Chinese media immediately released it and said, oh, Xi Jinping tells Joe, tells Joe Biden, play with fire and you'll get burned. It was his fierce warning to Biden on Taiwan in a two-hour call as tensions reached a boiling point. This is when I want mean tweets, man. This is when I want a POTUS who's going to be like, yeah, you know what? And I'm going to stick my foot up your A-double snake sideways. That's what's going to happen, okay? I'm going to get Ugg boots, but they're going to be your backside, and I'm going to call them my Xi Jinping's. Thoughts? That's what I want. All right, folks, that does it for us today. You can find our discussion with Ted Cruz on uh, YouTube, Facebook as well. Have a great night. Back with you tomorrow, ladies and gents.